Hey, everybody. Wow. We're, we're here. Are we here, Andrew? Uh, we're not in the same place, but we're at the same time. That's something. We're not in the same place. We're not even in the same state. I finally came back to Florida, and as soon as I get we're, back... We're not even in the same time zone. It's, uh, it's a whole big thing. Where are you at? I am at a Hyatt Place hotel right now in uh, Hoover, Alabama. Oh. You might be familiar with Hoover from the uh, hit MTV show in like 2005, 2006 about a high school football team that went on to lose their first several games, even though they were supposed to be the best team in the, in the country. So good that they got a reality show about them. Wow. But I'm like 10 miles outside of Birmingham, I think. So we should be getting into Arkansas in time for dinner. It's very exciting. So you turned this trip into multiple travel days. Yes. We you are... always do that? You used to drive straight no, through. We used to drive straight through as the kids have gotten a little bit older. My wife suggested that we not do that. It's a difficult thing to do the travel straight through. And yes. then we get to Arkansas. We would typically leave at like 6 or 7 at night. So they'd watch a movie in the car and then we'd have them sleep for eight hours. And then I would drive straight through and we'd get there and then I would just sleep. And so it was a wasted day for me. She was having to solo parent a bunch of children. And uh, and now that we have two full-time incomes, something like uh, 120 bucks for a hotel that comes with breakfast for everybody just seems like the uh, smarter thing to do. So that's what we're doing. We we do not have two full time incomes, but we'll talk about. I heard. I heard. That I heard. Be Andrew, because well, yesterday was Sunday. Oh, we both this, did the same thing. But this, this is the morning after. There's a delay. We're sorry. We'll get better. This is the morning after. Welcome to the morning after ministry show, a caffeine fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. I love the throwback Dignity Memorial logo, and I hope like most people don't even understand why that's there, and that's okay. Sometimes you need a funeral home to sponsor a ministry-specific podcast because, <laughs> you know, do you hear the lobby phone ringing I right do, behind me? I do. <laughs> Andrew, are you in a hotel lobby? Is that what's happening right now? You know, I am. Timmy, what happened was we checked in last night. I had some homework due, and I came down and I found this beautiful little isolated alcove in the hotel, and I thought this is perfect. What a great spot to to set up and record. But apparently, there's like 15 travel baseball teams staying at this hotel, and they're all checking out and heading to their tournaments right now. So it's very loud down here right now. My bad, everybody. It's a very big travel week. It's Fourth of July. The show's not going to be long today. We just wanted to hop on because we missed you. We loved you, Andrew and I. Really. We haven't talked in so long. We just thought it'd be it'd be fun to get together and talk. And if anybody wanted to listen in and, and comment, that's fine too. We just wanted to hang out. We um, and on we top of that, the next two weeks, weeks, the next two weeks, uh, neither of us are available. I'm speaking at a camp starting next Monday, and uh, you are leaving for family vacay the Sunday after that. So we're going to be ships passing in the night for most of July. July is July is crazy. I just got back from a week of camp. I've I haven't taken a ton of time off of camp, but I it has been a minute since I've been the leader 
of our trip. So that was fun, unique. I had three of my own children. My own wife came to camp this year. That was the first time Stephanie has been to camp since 2014. So almost a decade since I've been at camp with my wife. That was the first year that we did high school camp together. That's that's, that's, that's the, been a hot minute. That is the year she went. It's it's been a long time. It was it was a blast. It was at the same location as that high school camp, which you now know, high school camp no longer exists. And both of us kind of thought this isn't going to last long. So, no, it's because they way underpriced it. But that's okay. We didn't mind. No, no, no we we had it an was... absolute blast. The location is by far. I mean, Andrew, is that location not sweet? Like you and I both have talked so much about how sweet of a camp location is everything's right there indoor outdoor water park the conference center you're you're 30 minutes away from whitewater rafting like there's there's so much to do we we packed a lot in we took we took a lot of students had a ton of leaders and had a whole lot of fun we loved it the four or five years that i took kids to uh wilderness at the smokies it was spectacular and who knows maybe at some point I'll get to go back as the leader. Was it weird stepping back into the I'm the grown-up in charge phase, or was it weirder the past couple years going as the senior pastor slash chaperone when there was another youth pastor who was the point person? Yeah, it was definitely weirder as chaperone senior pastor. It felt it felt more at home. Yeah, we we hear we hear the, the background noise. I was say, Timmy. No, I think that's your mic cable. I think you touched it, and now you've got a, a rattle when you're talking, or at least that's what's in my now. ear. Yeah. Hang on. I can't hear said rattle. Well, you'll just have to catch it on the recording on the other side, and is it, is it rattling right now? Yes. yes. Oh boy. <laughs> So here's what's going to happen. Tim's going to mute his mic, and I'm just going to talk about what's been going on since Tim's abandoned me to go play youth pastor and take 100 kids to camp. This week, I don't know if it's the beginning of July, if it's the, the new summer kickoff or whatever it is, but I feel like I have gotten the weird parachurch requests coming out of the woodwork. I don't know if any other church has been going through this. But, boy, there's been an emboldened, emboldened spirit of people just walking in and making pretty extensive requests that's uh, a little bit funny, a little bit frustrating. I don't quite know what to do with it. In the past 10 days or so, I have had three different types of parachurch organizations basically accuse me state because I said we did not have resources to dedicate to their specific ministry right then and there. One was a, a like a missions organization, and the guy showed up expecting a half an hour meeting with no appointment. And uh, I was like, I was on a Zoom call with a pastor from our denomination up in North Carolina that had been scheduled for several weeks out. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, in a meeting and he was older. And I don't think he realized that you could actually have a meeting without being face to face with somebody. So he was like, no, you're just on the computer. I was like, no, no, this is a scheduled thing with somebody from hours away. And then he showed up the next day wanting to talk. And uh, apparently he had presented at my college 20 years ago and thought that I would remember him from that and just expected 
to have a Sunday turned over to him and his organization this summer. And I thought that's a little bit weird and bold. We had a, uh, a, a pro-life organization, which is a wonderful organization who's been emailing me constantly. And when I did not reply, I got an email that said something like, does your church even care? Are you guys even pro-life? And I'm thinking it is the middle of summer and you have sent me six or seven emails how do you know I'm not on vacation? How do you know that I'm not out of office? This is a an obnoxious thing. And then we had a a, a children's evangelism a group that wants our church to take over something in the local public school and just kind of assumed that we would. And all of this, and then there's been a couple others that have reached out as well. It's been a weird couple of weeks. Andrew, I all of that. You sounds- sound beautiful now. You sound so good. It sounds very bizarre. The um, I need to talk now mentality has struck with me a couple of times. Even even yesterday, we were having a massive, you know, church gathering, picnic, 4th of July celebration. And hang on, Andrew, I'm just going to mute you real quick while the background noise is high. And I was approached several times with... Hey, is now a, is now a good time to to chat? And I thought, well, not not a, not a great time, but we could set up a time this weekend. You know, I mean, or this this coming week at, at some point. There were several first timers and some who don't even live in the area who felt like, hey, I'm here for a few days, but I need to talk to you. And I was like, is everything okay? And then they handed me a pamphlet for their radio ministry from Ohio, and were wondering if I could promote their Christian radio ministry here. I don't know. I guess those were... Are they looking to sponsor a podcast? Is that... Did you ask? They could fill Dignity's spot. I, we, we talk to each other quite a bit about the need for personal awareness in ministry. And the thought that I had so many times the past few weeks is, good grief, like is... Do you, do you not know how you're coming across or do you do you not yeah. care how you're coming across? I don't know if it's a balance between the two, the not knowing and the not caring. But but I don't know. I I love parachurch ministries. We're talking about camp. I'm about to to go to camp where there's parachurch ministries that I'm absolutely passionate about, but I I think when you get through your mind that what you are doing is important, therefore everything that is not what you're doing is not important that is when you really start rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah, I think I think that's the big one. You know, just just a general respect for each other's time, awareness of the situation around you. It's tough. I get it. Like sometimes on a Sunday, that might be the only chance you get to to interact with someone. So it's 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 hard to not want to, you know, go ahead and talk about that thing that's clearly been on your mind all week. So I get it. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. You got to shoot your shot, but boy, I don't know what it is about just, I I think part of it's just summer and people are trying to get something ready for a board meeting or something and they want to have X number of contacts lined up or whatever. But I I don't know. I also think part of it is the, the smaller church. There's a, there's an approachability or there's an assumed approachability like, Oh, this church isn't as big as the big guys down the street. Therefore they'll right. be thrilled to have me. 
And I'm like, man, we're approached way more than the big guy, and our filter system is not as developed. Therefore, we get hit up by everybody. You're not doing us a favor. It even happens when we're not at the church. We had a Bible study meeting on Monday night, and I was just informed of this two days ago. A questionable character showed up about 8.30, mid-Bible study, knocked on the door because I guess they could see in the window. Thankfully, they did have the door locked. Um, one of our elders was present, which was great, so he stepped outside to talk to this gentleman. He then proceeded to tell him that he was one of the four horsemen from the book of Revelation. He had come to warn him of some sort of impending doom. The way he said it made it sound like there were three other horsemen out there also visiting churches, warning them. I I was very confused. Needless to say, we put our safety team on high alert for Sunday in case one or all four of the horsemen decided to show up on Sunday, which thankfully none of them did. Did you at least get some contact info? That would have been that would have been good to have. Because, you know, you never you never know when you're going to need the horseman to show up to something. So I hope you I, uh, I think got some info. I think he did. But speaking of the weird summer stuff, we haven't really talked about this a lot. But you and I have both been experiencing something kind of bizarre but kind of cool at the same time. Usually summertime around here in our part of the state, people are gone. Like they just... They like to travel, they like to escape the heat, so we just kind of embrace that and plan for smaller services. But Andrew, from what I've been hearing down in Safety Harborland and from what you've been hearing up in the Tarpon Springs area, that has not been the case. Yeah, the uh, the summertime dip has not happened, and it's a weird thing because you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to be like, well, we're just killing it because we're, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> yep. We're not doing anything different than we've ever done before. But there seem to be more people. It's it's been bizarre because I've had this conversation with our with our staff with our elders because there was even talks of hey do we go back to one service in July and we said well let's just see how June goes we were going to have one service yesterday no matter what because we're doing a big church picnic and about midway through the service we realized this can't happen again we. It, it turned into standing room only. We were going out to get folding chairs that we had rented for the picnic to bring them in. And you know how it is when you change service times. Not everyone gets the memo, no matter how many ways you say it, how many times you post it. And we had over 20 people show up at 10.55. The service started at 10. We were already at max capacity at 10.30. So we were rushing to bring in chairs. One family tried to leave and we said, please don't leave. We found a seat for your family. But like that's that's why you never want to have a service too packed. It's not pleasant for people, especially in this day and age. Like people do not like super packed rooms anymore. I do. We we were planning on a smaller Sunday because it's Fourth of July weekend, and we and we started doing this two Christmases ago. Where for the big holiday weekends, when we assume attendance is going to dip, we move yep. the service into the fellowship hall because you know when. We are 60% of capacity. The worship center can feel empty, and we do a big thing in the fellowship hall each and every week anyway. And so we've said, hey, let's move the whole service in there. Let's eat before the service. It gives us a way to have a little bit of an abbreviated service, gives our band kind of a week off. We just have you know acoustic guitar-led worship instead of a – I think we usually have like a seven- or nine-piece band. So it gives them a week off of rehearsal and stuff, and – we were looking at the numbers from last June compared to this June, 
And so we're like, okay, so I think last 4th of July, and it was 3rd of July, not 2nd of July, so that might be part of it. But last year, the same Sunday, we had 45-ish people in our fellowship hall. So we're like, okay, let's set up for like 65 and yep. be good. And we were at like 90. <laughs> it's like, how, how do we double one year over the next? And I think sense. part of it is, I, th- I think some people were traveling so much the past few summers because they couldn't for a couple of summers. And so then it was, hey, hey, free for all, let's all go. It's, we haven't traveled, let, let's get out of here. And some people did their big trips last year, and so they were staying put. I also think there's a lot of snowbirds that we had that were snowbirds that have just kind of settled here now. Well, not here because I'm in Alabama, but settled back home. And they said, nope, this is going to be my home base. I'll go up there for two or three months at a time instead of going down here for five or six months at a time. But I think there's just also kind of a resurgence of attendance, which is wonderful. But no, I was we we were literally double what we were the same Sunday last year. And I I wish it was because of some great effort or something that we were doing on purpose, but it's it's just kind of happening, which is awesome. Yeah, but we've been seeing the same thing. Kind of scary. I think ours was the exact same. Like the, it was exactly doubled, and that's what's been hilarious about this. Because you and I text every Sunday after church, and it's been like the exact same. Like if it's a little bit of a dip for us, it's a little bit of a dip for you. When we're up, you guys are up, and you may not know this, but Andrew and I work at two very different churches, two different sized congregations. Andrew obviously has a much larger staff than we do. That that part's true right now. I mean, I do weigh more than most of your staff, so therefore, I am larger. Well, we, we, we only have two on staff. You guys have, what, five? Four? Yes, but when it comes to the paid hours, you still trump us. We have me and everybody else is like four hours a week. But they're there. But speaking of that, Andrew... We, um, we've made moves in the staffing department at Lakeview, and we have officially formed two search teams. One for Which one the- do you like better? If you had to go on a weekend cruise with one of the search teams, you got to decide right now who's it going to be. They're both, they're both awesome. I have like husbands on one you gotta- with their wives on the other. Okay. It's, it, it would be impossible to go without the other. So we've got the youth pastor search on. We've got our worship director search on. We'll be meeting probably end of this week, if not next week, to talk through next steps. I'm using a lot of material from chemistry staffing. So if you go to chemistry staffing mm-hmm. and their resources page, they have a, like, here's a, here's a get started guide. So I've, what I did was I created two planning center groups one for each team, and I told them via text message, hey, from here on out, I'm only communicating via planning center. Make sure you have the app on your phone. This is how we're scheduling meetings. I can put all the resources in there, so job descriptions. I can add um, resumes as they come in. I've got basically all of uh, Matt Sheen's. That's him, right, Matt Sheen? Yeah. I was going to say, if you were looking. All of stuff that was, that was free to download for teams, I put in each of those planning center groups. Everyone supposed to, is supposed to have read through that by now. We're going to have our first. According to Matt, you should first have a Zoom meeting before you get together face-to-face. So we're going to have a team Zoom meeting before we start bringing in candidates. I think it's Steen. Steen. But Martin Sheen. Yes, but yeah, Martin Sheen. But seriously, if you are. Steen. Looking, if, if you're getting a resume out, 
reach out to Matt. He is just a he's he's got all the info. He's a guy that you want to have a relationship with. I should probably I should probably message him and let him know that we're using their stuff and that if if we don't increase the number of candidates for our worship director position, we're probably going to have to use chemistry staffing a bit more because they will also provide candidates. And that's a that's a good thing. Sometimes you need you need to be uh, fishing in a little bit bigger pond than you can dig on your own sometimes. And that's what chemistry is for, or Vanderblumen or Slingshot. You know, there's a bunch of good ones out there, but I think just the fact that Matt is there makes chemistry the leader in the clubhouse because he's such a good dude. Stephanie says, paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. That's all I hear behind Andrew with those elevator noises. Listen, it was Andrew, so quiet in, in here tonight. I, I mean, technically, I'm in an alcove in a hotel lobby, but yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Andrew, you've got you've got a busy couple of weeks. You've got family vacay, then you're you're speaking at a camp. Are you coming back to preach next Sunday before you go to camp on Monday? No, so we are we're gone kind of the better part of three weeks. So we left after service yesterday, and then I'm out the next two Sundays. Um, wow. You don't the, miss the camp Sundays a lot. No, it's very rare. Uh, the The only time I've missed back to back Sundays in the six years I've been at the church have been uh, when I've had COVID. So this is this is a big deal. But we are. Going So we'll get to Arkansas today, and then next Monday morning, Landon, my oldest, and I will leave to go to this camp in southern Alabama. And then on Friday afternoon, the two of us will drive back to Arkansas to spend another long weekend with the family. And then middle of next week, we'll head home. Or middle of the week after that, we will head home. So the 23rd is the first time I'm back in the pulpit. Who's, and by who's pulpit, I mean, I mean the bar stool. The Barstool. Who's preaching in Safety Harborland? That's the name of the church, right? Safety Harborland? Safety Harborland Community Church. Your mic cable is doing it again. I don't know if it's just loose or, or what happened, but Hold uh, we have the Reverend Dr. Alan F is preaching on 9th. If you don't know Alan, he is the leader of the Evangelical Covenant Church's Crescendo Ministry. Think yes. if a, a denomination uh, heard Piper's Don't Waste Your Life speech and seashells and whatnot and said we should establish an entire denominational initiative around this around idea. seashells. Um, that, exactly. That, that is what he does. And then on the 16th, the Reverend Shirley Bragdon is filling in. So her. it should be very exciting. Yeah, it's going to be good times. So you're not even going to be there to set up the live stream. You are, I mean, this is a big step for you. Like you, it is. You have completely I, turned everything over. I met with our, the high school girl you that runs our live your book, stream. This is, this is how I manage. This is, yeah, so, somehow I manage. Somehow I manage. And it was... It, part of it is now that we're using Ecamm, which again, Ecamm, if you're looking to sponsor a podcast, we can slide you in Come as on. well. But we're, Ecamm is so much easier and user-friendly than OBS was. So the last time which, I was gone for fair, one week— To be fair, I was telling you for two years, but whatever. You you are. 
but I left like a three page detailed. Here's the next step. Here's the next step. Here's the next step. And yeah. so yesterday I met with Megan, the, the 15, 16 year old who runs our live streams on Sunday morning. And I was like, all right, so we got to make sure this machine is on, make sure Ecamm is open and hit start. And so that parts that starts fairly hard. is fairly easy. We don't, we don't switch a whole lot of camera angles during the service. We have a wide screen shot when the, the band is up and then a tight shot during the sermon. And that's, that's the extent easy. of that it. And, and, that makes and it so she easy. runs it every week anyway. So it's not like that part's new for her. And I will use the uh, restream tool to put in the service info. So it's literally just make sure the machine is on and hit start. I made my cameraman work extra hard. I came back from camp and said, hey, guys, I took some notes on how the Student Life crew did their camera shots. And the guys were like, what? It's, and You can't do that the week after camp. It's, <laughs> they, were all, they were all for it. They didn't care. Basically, we, we did no wide shots because I noticed there were no wide shots. So we did, we did all tight shots. So we had to um, – they, they had to work a little bit harder because they were you know rotating between band members – the sermon was much easier. They just did a tight and a medium shot for the sermon, which my dad preached yesterday. He did a phenomenal job. He continued in our Galatians series. Have not heard my dad preach in a while. Usually when he preaches, I'm not there. So it was cool to be there and also hear him preach. That was a ton of fun. But I'll be back in the pulpit the next two Sundays, and then I'll miss one more because I don't want to preach the Sunday after family vacay. And then... I think I'm on for a while. I don't have a scheduled break until October, I think, after that one. Something like that. Yeah. So. Well, the, sounds like it's that time of year. You know, once people always talk about the school year starting, and they pretend that it starts in September, but I think our kids are back August 10th or 11th, yeah, something like September that. Yeah, the September thing so. is a myth. It's, it's, it's the beginning of August. Yeah, the Sunday after Labor Day is not the beginning of the church calendar anymore. It is no. It is the beginning of August when everyone's back, and that's okay because that means that Fine. we get out in May. Fine with us, but hey, we've we've got a busy couple of weeks ahead of us. Andrew, is there anything else you need to hit on because you need to hit the road soon? What time are you? Guys I was going? to say yeah, we're um, about nineteen minutes. We're checking out and rolling. Uh, I was going to say we finished our first Peter series yesterday, which worked out well because there's multiple mentions in first Peter of, you know, you are not citizens of this world. So it's like, Hey, happy 4th of July, everybody. Uh, thanks for the red, white, and blue and all of the wonderful, we did a big brunch thing. And so, and it was great. People were excited. It was like, Hey, we, we love the freedom that we have, but also we're not singing. I pledge allegiance to the lamb, which is a great song, but it's a probably not song. fitting in a service. We didn't we didn't sing any patriotic tunes. I had a Fourth of July video that specifically talked about being thankful for our freedoms, but really the thankfulness should be for our greater freedom, and that's from sin. So that was the extent of our Fourth of July stuff. But we had a big picnic, and we were all red, white, and blued out. Everyone wear, wore their favorite USA gear, and I didn't have any problem with it. We didn't we didn't worship USA, but we had a ton of fun. I didn't even wear a tie yesterday. I wore a Whoa. red Safety Harbor Community Church shirt underneath a white and blue shirt. I just was trying to, you know, how can I be patriotic without, you know, saying the Pledge of Allegiance in service, which well, I wore my Abraham gives Lincoln me the shirt. ickies. I saw that. I, I, was, I saw the pictures of of you guys and the shirt that Stephanie was wearing with the, the text and the, I think, like oh, the way that stars. your arm was around her. 
I thought she had, I saw the O at the top and the S at the bottom. And with the block text, I assumed she was wearing an Ohio State shirt. And I was like, thank goodness Stephanie finally got saved. I was oh thrilled. And then I saw another picture and it wasn't an Ohio State shirt. And then I got sad. But oh well. CJ says, what's up, y'all? Tim, you were at camp with my former church and students last week. Also like two hours from my current church. Yes, CJ, that's right. They all came and, and told me how much they missed you. But they all still love you and they're praying for you. That's not true. I didn't. I didn't even know that, CJ. That is awesome. You should have. You should have made the two-hour drive to come see me. Could have went whitewater rafting with us. That would have been a ton of fun. You could have gone to the Jerky Emporium. Oh, wouldn't that have been good? I do love me some Sevierville, Tennessee. Missed opportunity, but don't worry, Andrew. I signed up for camp again next year. We're going back to Sevierville. Hopefully, Beautiful. I'll be going as a senior pastor slash chaperone. Which can we? Can we talk about how weird it is having your own kids at camp now? Like, I know you got to go, you've got to hit the road. It's just no. It's it makes you feel old, right? You're going to experience it next week. I mean, you're you're speaking at a camp, but your kid isn't just coming as the camp speaker. Sound like he's going to attend. No, he's he's an attendee. I've got to like fill out forms and bring his medical insurance card and stuff. He's not just my kid. I had three of my own. I mean, there was even. There was even a boy who wouldn't leave my daughter alone. It got weird. Aaron it not very not the one who uh, I know of. A different boy. Yes, Aaron was, was being like a protective brother, dude. There was even a moment. I know we're on Facebook, so there's no point in whispering. There was a moment where Aaron was trying to get this boy away from his sister, and the boy looks at Aaron and says, "Aaron." I'm not trying to have sex with your sister. <laughs> like that is the era that I'm in now as a dad. Like I have to hear those words. What do I do um, with that, Andrew? Well, at least he wasn't trying to. I, I mean, that would have been bad was, if he was. But why would those words come out of his mouth? That as a dad, I don't ever want to hear that said about my 14-year-old daughter. <laughs> what do I do with that? And my 12-year-old son was like, Gah! And then he ran to me and was like, Dad, you're never going to believe what I just heard. I'm like, oh, boy. Was there a throat punch exchanged or anything? I don't I don't know how to reply to that. I, I don't know. There was no throat punch. punch. It was I, conversations were had as, you know, I had to be a youth pastor, too, in that moment. So you, you know how it is. You bring in the crew. You have the conversations. You make sure boundaries are in place. Ugh. But I'm also for the record, no, like, I'm also no one should be implying that anybody is trying to have sex with a 14 year old. In general, that's a good rule of thumb. <sighs> well, hey, I am a parent of, of teenagers, and I'm I'm, okay. I'm like I'm, I'm good with being a parent of teenagers. People were like, "It's gonna be crazy." I'm like, I I don't know. I, I've kind of enjoyed this season that we're in. It's been a ton of fun. But then there's moments like that where it's like, oh, that's awkward. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of how you handled it, buddy. I wish I could have been there to see Stephanie's face. I meant to call you as soon as it happened, but my cell service was so bad, like I couldn't. I could barely post. The, it was the weirdest thing. Oh, Sevierville. And then they're like, free Wi-Fi throughout the whole resort. And you have terrible, to stand in terrible. one spot of one lobby. It's yep. okay. It's still a very pretty place. It's very pretty. You've got to hit the road. People have got things to Timmy. do. Timmy. Happy 4th of July, buddy. Happy 4th of July to everybody watching and listening. And thank you guys for actually 
checking out the the podcast format that actually is good for us hey if you're a spotify listener now's your chance to even if you're a if you're watching on facebook now or later if you could still check it out on spotify that'd be good for us because we're trying to hit a magic spotify numbers that they'll start giving us money so wouldn't that be something hit play on spotify can you you like it can you can you heart it what what does spotify allow you can you can you give it a rating Yes, but just in general, we need, I think, 100 unique Spotify accounts to hit play in the first two months since we've been active. And since we were off for a week or so, we're going to get to that point way sooner than we want to. So we just need some extra Spotify accounts to go ahead and hit play. So, Tim, I expect that you will be on every one of your kids' devices this week. I will and, also be uh, creating 16 new email accounts this week just to make there sure we, go. we hit that magic number. That's what we need. We just want to we just want to make a buck. That's why we do this for the money. Listen, been. we love you guys. And uh in a couple of weeks we'll do this again. We we're going to miss you a lot. If if we can if we can do it remote, we'll try again. If not, we'll see you in a few weeks. It'll be great. Until then, no one's trying to have sex with your sister.